thing on? We on? All right. I've got a uh, bit of a fun fact for you guys, a bit of trivia that you might not realize. But everyone in the world will suffer. Everyone. Everyone's going to go through suffering at some point in their life. Now, I don't need to tell you guys, but suffering is not an easy thing to go through. Yeah, bit of a shock, isn't it? <clears throat> I know this guy who um, his mum died while giving birth to him and then um, his dad remarried and then his stepmom died in a car accident. Then his dad married again. Then his dad died of cancer. And then by this point, his closest family was his aunt and his uncle. And then one day when he was in high school, the aunt and the uncle got into a fight. The uncle drew a gun, shot the aunt, and then killed himself with a gun. Now, this is all before he was 16. Like, his whole family dead by the time he's 16. As a Christian, how would you deal with that kind of suffering? Suffering will either make you or break you. Now, I've seen Christians give up on God because of suffering. I remember a a while ago, I gave up on God because of suffering in high school. I don't really remember much of the details back then because it was a while ago. But I remember, yeah, giving up on God because of suffering. Um, I just remember feeling like God didn't care about me. So why should I care about God? Now, thankfully, God brought me back. But... That's not a normal occurrence. Most people, like, it won't happen to. So when suffering does come, how are you going to make it through it? How will you make sure that you don't fall away and give up on God? Well, I'm hoping that this psalm is going to help you guys know how to get through suffering, trusting God, and making it through the other end. Now I'm going to pray and then we'll get into it. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that we get to read it, that we get to know you through it. I pray today for people that suffer, um, for all of us who will go through suffering at some point. I pray that you help us to listen, to understand what you're saying to us in this psalm, Lord. I pray that we will yeah, get through suffering without giving up on you, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> All right. So, the first thing I want you guys to see from this psalm, if I can get to it. Um, the first thing is, suffering can make us feel like God is distant and uncaring and unloving. Have a look at verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from me, so far from my qu- cries and of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, and, but find no rest. This guy's obviously suffering. Like, he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God, why have you abandoned me? Now, this guy is suffering and feels like 
God doesn't care about him. He says in verse 1, why haven't you helped me? I've cried out to you. I've asked for help, but why haven't you helped me? You've done nothing. I keep crying out, but I'm still suffering. God can feel distant and far off and cold and uncaring because like, we don't see him acting to stop our suffering. And that's how this guy is feeling in the psalm. It's like if you're being bullied at school and you ask your parents to like, stop this bullying and you cry out to them to, to stop it, but you get no answer back. They do nothing. How, how would you guys feel if that happened? You feel like this guy's feeling. You'd feel like your parents don't care. You'd feel like they're unloving and distant from you. Suffering can make you feel that way. Now, guys, are you going through suffering? Are you going through hard times? Can you relate to this guy in the psalm? You might have been bullied yesterday or any time during the week. You might have family problems. You might have broken up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Uh, you might have your friends making fun of you at school, or maybe you're just sick. Whatever your suffering is, it can make you feel like God is distant, like God doesn't care. And feeling that way can lead you to give up on God. If you're feeling like that, like God doesn't care about you, it's so easy to fall away and give up on God. And if you guys are feeling that way here tonight, I want you guys to know something. Have a look at verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God. If Jesus is your king, and if you trust Jesus, then God is your God. Because he's our God, we can talk to him. We can talk to our God. So if you, if you are going through suffering, if you, yeah, you're going through suffering hard times and feel like God doesn't care about you, talk to God. Pray to God because he's your God and he will listen to you. you talk to your friends as well. Um, talk to your leaders. Your leaders love you. And want to be able to help you. So talk to them. But make sure you guys talk to God if you're feeling this way. Don't let suffering pull you away from God. So the first thing that I wanted to show you is that suffering can make us feel like God doesn't care. Now the second thing that I want to show you guys from this psalm is that God isn't far away or cold and uncaring when we suffer. Have a look at verse 3. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. He knows that despite how he feels, despite the suffering he's going through, he knows that God is the praise of Israel. He's worthy to be praised. Now, wh why is he worthy to be praised? Because verse 4 
the Israelites trusted God and God saved them. Now, this is talking about when the Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians, and they were going through a lot of suffering. They were, like, hectically slaved up and stuff. They, They cried out to God. God heard them, and God brought them out of slavery. He saved them from their suffering. God has shown himself to be someone who you can trust God has shown himself to be someone who saves people. There's more stuff as well. Have a look at verse 9. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. God has never been far away from the guy in the Psalms. God has been his God for his whole life. He's never been distant. God has known every one of you since before you came out of your mums. The picture we get of God in this psalm is not someone that's actually far away. It's the complete opposite of an uncaring, distant God. The God we get a picture of is someone who saves, someone who takes his people out of suffering, someone who answers prayers, a God that can be trusted. He's a good, loving God. Now, those are two examples that show God's goodness and God's care. There's one more, but it's, a, it's less obvious. What, um, when, you, when you look at the psalm a bit carefully, you kind of realize that this is about Jesus. When you put the accounts of the death of Jesus in the Gospels up against the psalm here, you see how similar they are. They're really similar. So what this is, is a prophecy about the death of Jesus in the future. So let's have a look at what's the details predicted in this psalm. So have a look at verse 7 and 8. So people around this guy in the psalm, throwing insults and mocking this guy. That's what happened to Jesus. When he was on the cross, people were around him throwing insults at him, telling him, like, if you really are the guy you claim to be, why don't you save yourself? Verse 14 talks about um, him having his, his um, bones out of joint. On the cross, Jesus would have had his arms, like, ripped out of their sockets. Verse 15 the guy's thirsty and his tongue is like stuck to the roof of his mouth, which is like hectically thirsty. Like, I don't know if you've ever been that thirsty before, but that's pretty damn thirsty. Jesus on the cross was thirsty. Remember, he, he gets a drink from the guards, like they put a sponge on a spear and then shove it up and give him a drink. Jesus was thirsty as well. Look at verse seven, uh, 16. They have pierced my hands and my feet. When Jesus was crucified, his hands and feet were, cru- uh, were pierced by massive needles—not uh, needles, nails, nails. Verse eighteen. Have a look at that. They take the guy's clothes and share it amongst themselves. On the cross, Jesus' clothes were taken off him and shared amongst the guards as well. Now, there's one more. Verse one. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
That's word for word what Jesus says on the cross in in Mark 16. Word for word. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how the heck is this going to make me feel better about God when I'm suffering? How's this going to work? Now, you might be thinking that. What this does is it shows us that God cares and loves us because Jesus was forsaken on the cross so that we won't be forsaken. God turned his back on Jesus so that he can face us. Jesus suffered so that we can be saved. That's God's ultimate plan for bringing us out of suffering. And knowing this helps us to not fall away when we're confronted with suffering. It helps us to have something to praise God about. And it helps us to know that God isn't distant or cold and uncaring at all. When we go through suffering, we know that God has done something about it. He punished Jesus so that we won't be punished. So guys, if you are going through suffering, know that God has done something amazing for you. He hasn't abandoned you. He has shown his huge love for you guys. Remember that when you're going through suffering. There's one last thing that I want you guys to see in the passage, and that's even in the midst of suffering, we all have something to praise God for and to look forward to. So we see um, what we have to praise God about in like the last chunk of it, verses 22 to the end. But it's a little strange because like you've got this massive shift in what the guy's talking about. So like from the first kind of, or most of it really, he's just going on about how hectic his suffering is. Like his arms are pierced, he's heat thirsty, his bones are out of joint. And then you got verse 22, he starts praising God. All right? It's like if, um, if you were watching a Batman movie and then the Joker's like, and beating up the Batman dude and Batman's like, oh, no, I'm losing. And everyone's like, oh, Gotham City's doomed. And then for some reason in the middle of the fight, you go after to get, go to the toilet, as you do, probably a week later, and then come back. And everyone's like, yeah, Gotham City saved. Woohoo! Yeah. Like, you'd be left there wondering, what the heck happened when I was gone? That's, that's kind of like what's going on in this psalm. It seemed hectic bad before. Like the guy was suffering near death, feeling like God was distant and not caring. But then suddenly he's like, yeah, woo, God, all right. What changed? It's, it's to do with Jesus. Um, go to, oh no. Go, go to verse 29 while I try to get back. All right, verse 29. All the rich of the earth will face and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, 
he has done it. When Jesus died on the cross, he suffered for us, but he didn't stay dead. God rose him from the dead and he rose him to perfect life in heaven with God. And if you trust God, then you'll be raised from the dead, just like Jesus, to live with God in heaven. That's a promise that God has given us. So when, when suffering strikes, you'll know that you've got a perfect eternity waiting ahead of you. Life may be hard now, but don't forget where you're going. Keep your mind focused on that end goal. If you, can, if you can do that, if you can remember where you're going, then it's going to be so hard for you guys to fall away because of suffering. Now I'm going to pray for us, so pray with me. Father, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much that you forsook Jesus on the cross, that you punished Jesus on the cross so that we don't have to be punished. Thank you that you are a good God, that we see you are good, that we can, we can trust you because you've shown yourself to be trustworthy. We know that if we're going through suffering, we know we've got a perfect heaven waiting for us when we die. I pray that you, you'll keep us through suffering. Please don't let us give up on you during suffering, Lord. Help us make it through suffering and get to the other end so we can be in heaven with you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.